<laughs> That's right. Here we go. Welcome to episode number three of the world-renowned Spark to Flame podcast. <laughs> A podcast dedicated to helping you make your wedded life the best it can be. In each episode, our aim is to bring you ideas, insights, and inspiration for a better marriage. (laughs) Today's episode, we'll be doing just that. We're going to tell you one word that can help you end an argument before it gets ugly. We'll give you some helpful tips for getting the perfect gift for your special someone. But first, we will share part two of our project for making your marriage meaningful. (laughs) Doing the podcast together has been super rewarding so far. It's been awesome to have conversations with you who are listening, to hear your feedback, to know that we've been an encouragement to you. It's also been good for our marriage, an unintended perk of the job. Because every week, we're not just talking about marriage, we're talking about our marriage. We aren't just talking about concepts, we're actually applying those ideas to ourselves. It has been pretty rewarding and exciting (laughs) and... We want for you to share that excitement as well. Yeah. So, I mean, we know that not every marriage is in a great place right now, but we do so strongly believe that giving regular attention to improving your relationship is going to pay off in the long run and in the short term. Yeah. So here's our request. Share this podcast, but not just with anyone, with your spouse. Listen together or separately, but then talk about it. Talk about your marriage. Talk about one another. Listen to each other. Grow with each other. So uh, our favorite kinds of houseplants are the ones that you can neglect for days (laughs) or even weeks, and they still somehow survive. (laughs) Any other kind of plant would not last very long in our house. Nope. That's just how it is. But that's how most valuable things are. And as much as I would love for your marriage to be like our aloe plant, that would be a lie. You need to nurture and feed your marriage and give it some proverbial sun so it can flourish. And that is what we want for you in your marriage. Yes. And don't let us want it for your marriage more than you want it for yourself. And when it comes to having a marriage that isn't merely surviving, but one that is thriving, one piece of that is going from existing to creating. If your marriage is lacking in purpose, bring it some meaning. Give your marriage meaning. We began the journey last week in episode number two, and if you missed that, go ahead and listen to it right now. Now, just do it. Okay, you're back from listening to episode number two. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, if uh, if you didn't go back and listen to it, that's okay. Uh, we Here's what we did. We asked you to make a list of your strengths and a list of your partner's strengths. Mm-hmm. You can do that now, or you can do it after the show point is this. Look at those lists together. And what we want you to notice is two things about those lists when you see them side by side. The first thing is to identify any of the items that line up, places that you are both strong. Okay, make a note, circle those things, highlight them, whatever. A couple of examples for you from uh, Cassie and my lists, okay, are these. All right, one thing, we're both deep thinkers. All right, a second thing, we are both highly driven to be the best we can. So those are those are strengths that we share, but we're not identical in them. Right? So like we're both deep thinkers, but in different ways. Mm. And even though we're both driven to be the best that we can possibly be, we have like different ways that we yeah. err in that. Yeah, like I can struggle some with perfectionism, but Rab, he tends to overanalyze things. So overall, though, we see that as a strength. Like the other big thing for us is our faith, definitely. The fact that we are both 
very trusting in God and his word is something that would definitely get circled for us. So hopefully you can make those connections too and see how common individual strengths can give you some direction for your marriage. For us, that strong faith is going to be a huge factor. Absolutely. Okay, so the next thing to do is this. Identify the items on the list that appear to be opposites. Mm -hmm. You're going to want to see several of these because although it might look like you are not aligned, Mm -hmm. these things can be complementary. They are complementary, which is good, and it's important. To help you understand what we're saying here, here's a couple more examples from our lists. So, all right, one is that Rob is a big picture guy. And I am a detail-oriented person. So this definitely can lead us to get frustrated with one another at times. There's the potential for these opposites to cause tension or hostility. But ultimately, you do need these to even each other out. Cassie, you complete me. (laughs) You had me at hello. Boom! (laughs) I'm so glad that you answered uh, that way. Okay, Uh, (laughs) another opposite for us that fits in the first is that I'm a thinker and Cassie's a doer. Now, not that I don't do or that she doesn't think. We just said that we were both deep thinkers. It's that after we think about it, Cassie's ready to go (laughs) and I am ready to think about it more. (laughs) So actually, um, that made me think of that personality we took. Do you remember the one that likened us to different um, Bible characters? Yes, I was Peter. Okay. And do you remember what mine was? Moses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, but that, that, so that's funny to ding, me ding. because Peter was a guy in the Bible who acted first and asked questions later, right? Rip, ready, rare, and <laughs> it's true. Right I now. remember thinking that was a good match. Um, and Moses was the guy who was like, um, God, I'll do it. That's right. No, I won't. Give me one more sign. Yes. Give me Let someone me to think help about speak it more. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was very hesitant to act. That's true. Um, so you, you put those guys together, that Good makes example. a great team, right? Yeah, or they'd kill each other. But you all get the point. So now look again at your lists and talk through those things. So how are you similarly strong? How are you oppositely gifted? Maybe there are other things that you think of now that aren't even on your list at all. That's fine. Um, what are you discovering about yourselves, about your marriage? And remember too, that this is all couched in the idea of giving your marriage meaning. Right. So as we hope and believe that this will be a fun and profitable conversation, (laughs) it's a part of our bigger marriage meaning project. So here's your assignment for next week. One more list. List. You can keep them all together. This week, be thinking of and make a list of problems in the world around you, right? You can think big, think Mm -hmm. small, whatever. But just don't go overboard. You don't right. need to list a hundred. Like there's enough problems in the world. You don't need to list them <laughs> don't all. Need 100 of them. But you know, think of five or ten things, eight or ten, you know, whatever, twelve things that the world does need now. Things that that the world this needs and are dear right. to you that you care about. Good stuff. So good. You're not going to want to miss out on the conclusion. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, find the subscribe button and click on it. Um, this will get you notified for when new Spark to Flame episodes come out. Uh, then you'll just be the first to know. This is our request. The gift that we are asking for mm-hmm. this holiday season is if you're enjoying the podcast and getting some value for yourself and your marriage, would you please consider sharing this with five people? Shoot them a text, send them a link, an email, whatever, and say, hello, friends. <laughs> <laughs> My buddies, Rob and Cassie, started a podcast for married people. Would you check it out? I think you'll love it. 
We appreciate all of you, though, who are listening and would just really appreciate you doing that for us. Speaking of gifts. Speaking of gifts. Right, let's get to that. I'm going to give you a gift in a couple of minutes and tell you one word, (laughs) one single word that has the potential to stop an argument in its tracks. But first, right now, Cassie is going to kick off our gift giving guide. That's right, ladies uh, and gentlemen. If you're like me, you love holidays, but dread them because I don't see myself as a good gift giver. I have a super hard time finding the perfect thing for people. And on top of that, I have a husband who is very hard to shop for. I don't. So what's a girl to do? I don't think I'm hard to shop for. Uh, all right. I buy myself stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's... All nope, right. Anyway, no that's another issue. Don't distract me. But yes, that's another problem. All right. So what do you get the person who has it all? Or if they don't have it, they will buy it for themselves before you can give it to them. Uh I've got a solution, and it's pretty awesome and fairly clever, and it's helping me, so I'm confident it's going to help you as well. Uh, When it comes to marriage enrichment, one of the most popular resources in the last 20 years or so uh, is a book by Gary Chapman. It's called The Five Love Languages. So a lot of you have probably heard of it. This book has become so popular that the team of people who created it have gone on to write other books about love languages for children, teens, in the workplace, and more. Uh, Many people can immediately identify their love language or even make jokes like coffee is my love language or things like that. And just in case you're listening and you're not familiar with the concept or need some refreshing, here's the basic premise. Everyone has preferred ways to show and receive love. Mm -hmm. The book narrows these ways to five possible languages. Yes. And here they are. Uh, sometimes the first one, I guess, is that people show each other love through words of affirmation. Yes, literally saying, I love you, or other positive, affectionate statements. Then there's acts of service, which is pretty self-explanatory. And I guess the other three are as well, physical touch, giving gifts, and quality time. Our recommendation today is not to go grab the book, but to use those five categories as a framework for coming up with a unique and generous gift for your husband or wife. And we differ a little from the conventional love language wisdom in our thoughts. If you go by the book, it tells you that typically the way that someone gives love is the way they best receive love. Mm -hmm. But I have not found this to be true for me very much at all, because I love giving gifts, but I'm not very good at receiving them. That is true. I Thank thank you. (laughs) I am uh, particular, and it's (laughs) tough. I'd rather receive acts of service or physical touch. I also really enjoy writing cards, words of affirmation, but I don't care that much about getting a card. Right. Yes. No. Rob so can... take that, Gary Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love the book. He's amazing. So the key to getting started may be a good conversation with your spouse about just that. What are some things you want most from me? Yeah, because there could be a difference in platonic love or romantic love and what people want to give. Or like I said, what you are good at giving or like to give may be Mm -hmm. different from what you want to receive. Yeah, so figure that part out. What kind of gift am I going to give my spouse? A gift of words of affirmation, a gift of physical touch, a gift of quality time, a gift of service, or a gift of a gift? A gift of gift. I like that. This year, honey, I'm going to give you (laughs) the gift of gifts. You know what I mean. All right. So let's break that down and give some practical ideas for what each one of those things would look like. 
First, let me say that something you might need to accept mentally is that giving a gift that isn't wrapped up in a box is no less significant than one with a bow on it. So in fact, we're claiming the opposite. Like we believe if you know what your partner really wants and give it to them, then it's obvious, right? Of course, they're going to love it. And honestly, that might be the hardest thing to figure out is when you're trying to buy the person a thing. You know, do you get them what they need and are collecting? Do you get them what they want? Can you pick the right thing? Some people really struggle with this. And um, I we've got some ideas about how to pick the right thing. But mm-hmm. the thing that we like <laughs> involves another list. And we've already had you make a couple lists today. So we're going to cover that in next episode, episode number four. Yes. We'll skip the gift gift for now. For now. Mm-hmm. And Cassie, we'll move on to the next one. How about quality time? If your partner is yearning for quality time, how would you give that as a gift? Right. So... Quality time, it's one of my top couple, but basically, uh, if we talk about going big or going wide in a sense, because I realized like when I was thinking about those things, they kind of all fit in that. So I'm remembering a time when you gave me a pretty awesome big gift. It was one of my favorites, but you gifted me, uh, I think it was six tickets to go see a really funny comedy musical based on one of my favorite books. And that was like a specific date to go place. And then I just had to pick the people that went with me. So to me, it was awesome. It fell in that quality time because I got to plan it. I got to drive an hour with five of my closest friends, go to dinner, watch a show, drive back with them. Okay, and that, and that brings up a good point, is that quality time, if that is their love language, and, it, and that does fit in their not just romantic, mm-hmm. but kind of platonic type of thing, then the gift, it doesn't have to be, here's more quality time with me, right. your spouse. It could be like, I know you love spending time with your mother, or I know you love spending time with your friends, your buddies, whatever. And so I'm going to give you this gift of getting to spend time with them. Yes. So in this case, it was six tickets to a play. Right. And it, and it was awesome. So I what? guess you did. Uh, good husband. <laughs> I told you he's a good gift giver. Uh, <sighs> drives me nuts. Well, so you said that that was going big. What right. would it look like to go um, wide? I think like on the wide, so that's like a one big gift, but like on the wide sense, it might even be like for me, maybe you plan to do something with me on a weekly basis. And not only do you plan that, you work it out all the logistics so we have four kids so you work out every thursday night we're going to go and so like a good like a good example is right now you play kickball i do I play and you've asked me several times if i'd go play with you and i'm always like "Eh." (laughs) so that that could be a gift of quality time where the next two and a half months every week we are going to go you're going to have a sitter set up to stay with the kids every Tuesday night. We will drive together in the car. We will play and come home. I mean, that would be a gift that would be a more going wider. Okay. So let me just uh, step back a second here because these are good. And so we were talking about quality time. And when we said we used two terms, we said go big or go wide. Yes. And, and so let me kind of frame that is because if you know if you know that your partner's gift or that their love language if you know their love language is say acts of service okay then you are going to want to show them love through acts of service throughout the year right as kind of a normal thing so what we're talking about is that's kind of the normal way to show that love to them because mm-hmm. you know that they really mm-hmm. receive love well through acts of service but going 
big, like when and going wide, that's how we can take those normal things. Make them extra special. To make them a gift. Yes, All a right. gift. That's not just your normal everyday, what okay, you should so be doing. We covered um, quality time. What do you think about Go acts to acts of, of service. service. Well, I can actually, that. I've got a good example for going big in that idea is we moved into the house here. We had a garage and that was kind of like the leftover thing. So it was kind of like we got everything moved into the house, everything <laughs> organized and my tools just, there's a workbench in there and everything just got scattered all around. And yeah. this wasn't for any particular holiday, but just one day I came home from work and you had taken the time, spent the whole day pretty much. And you cleaned that area up and you organized all of my tools. And that was a, that was a, an act of service that you mm. gave me that I appreciated mm-hmm. And you and you've done that in the past. Like I'm not, I'm not a very organization is not my strong suit. So I remember like <laughs> oh, at our old house yes. in my in my office that I had, it was in disarray. It was you always nagged me about there were it. Paper piles everywhere. And then and this is a this and was what was so cabinets. cool about it. But this is what was so great about that gift is you did. I mean I don't want to just throw around the word nag loosely, but you <laughs> nagged me about how messy that place was. I didn't share it with you. But that was what made the gift so meaningful is then like, instead of just getting on my case about it, you did it. Like you, you gave that as a gift to me. Like you did all the heavy lifting and got it organized so that I could just do the touch up and make it how I wanted to. But because there was a lot of stuff in there. Thanks, Sonny. So that's the big. Great examples. (laughs) Better than my general ones I had. You're maybe a better gift giver than you thought. All right. Maybe I am. So that would be an example of going big or two examples. I'm patting myself on the back right now. Just give me a second. There we go. Okay, go ahead. You're done? Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of going big for acts of service. How could you go wide for acts of service? Oh, okay. Going wide. Right. Because you just Oh, I have a good example. Sorry, we'll use another personal one. So Mother's Day, several years ago, Rob bought me a vacuum cleaner with Rob and the kids, which I know some of you are thinking, vacuum cleaner. That's a horrible gift. That's whatever. But it was amazing because it came with an envelope and an envelope was a card. And on the card was basically a homemade coupon and that it said I would not have to vacuum for a year. That like anytime the vacuum needed to be run or I wanted it to be run, the kids or Rob would do it. And they did. And it was amazing. So that's like, I guess, my example of the uh, acts of service that like, yeah, I got the vacuum. That's great. And it was a gift that you gave me and I loved it. And I actually did want to try it out. But um, then a whole year, you guys yeah. did a service the for me. The bigger gift was not the yeah. vacuum cleaner, but us giving you so that gift of the kids, you don't yeah. have to vacuum for a year. So I loved it. Okay. So that's going going big, going wide. Yes. All right. So how about the next thing would be words of affirmation. Okay. This is my top one. So I think about this one a lot. Okay. But um, obviously... Saying I love you every day is important or those types of things throughout the year. So how do we make it a gift? So, um, you know, if you were to go big, say first, and we talked about that, it could just be writing a snoozy, long, 12-page letter. Maybe not snoozy. Oh, it could be full of um, what's pizzazz too. But um, a letter could be, I said 12 pages, that's on. But really, like if you're going to go big... It's not just going to be a card, like a note you write in a card, even if you fill up the back of the card. But I'm talking like a long love letter. Um, Passionate. Passionate and highlighting reasons you love your spouse and using words of affirmation to build them up. Sensual. Um, Right. All of those things. (laughs) Great. Good job, (laughs) Rob. All right. Um, And then maybe like the going 
what is it? What are we saying? Bigger, Wide. wider. Thank you. So going big would be writing write that one big letter. Letter, giving it to them. Possibly. Right. Or writing going. writing them a song. I mean, that's pretty amazing too. Okay. How um, about going wide? Okay. Going wide. Words of affirmation. You know, maybe you actually write 12 different letters for each month of the year. Or maybe you take 12 qualities that you love about your spouse and you write 12 different letters and you give them all to them in a cute little box, each in an envelope marked with a month, but they don't read them until that month. And so every month they get to open a letter from you that talks and highlights one of the qualities that they love. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> and you could get other people involved. Like we've got four kids. So if I was like, all right, yeah. you know, one thing, Cassie, you're such a hard worker. So we could be like January and I could write a note about you being a hard worker, but I could get any one of the four kids to throw a little note in there too about like, hey, right. mom, you're, you do so much for our family. And yes. And make you. a scrapbook. And if, if it's a teacher, get every student to write something on a little note, put it in a scrapbook. If it's, you know, uh, whatever, just, you know, if they have coworkers or a church they work for, get church members to write a note and put it in a thing. So, you know, that would be... Or friends, just friends, family, whoever. That's going wider for sure. All right. So go big, go wide. Yes. Um, what do we have left? So we're saving the gift gift. So we just have physical touch. So how would you go big, go wide for physical touch? Okay. Again... You should be doing this. We already talked about this in one of our episodes, right? Touch each other more every day. Right. Every, but uh, going big for physical touch could just be that you make, you know, a one uh, night you're going to set up a table and give your spouse or partner a huge massage. All right. It's a one-time gift thing like that. Okay. Um, or... So you, you're going to have some idea of not just physical touch, but you're going to what know they would like, what they really sure. like. Yes. So it could be a massage. Or set up a bath. If you're going wider, maybe that gift for someone like Rob or someone that has that where physical touch is more on their high, high on their list is to give them a gift that says, you know, for the next five nights, you will be pleasantly surprised. And so each night you've got something planned, you know, for someone that is more on the sensual side of things, it could be those more personal things that each night there is something special planned and you can think of those things on your own. I don't need to say them all in detail, but it could be maybe somebody else is a physical touch person, but not on the sensual side. And it might just be that one night it's a foot rub and their favorite sure. movie in the background or the next night it's a back scratch and, you know, a head massage or whatever it is. And so you've now made each night of the week and this mm -hmm. is going to go wider or one night a month. Like exactly. watching a, a romantic movie and cuddling. Yes, that's exactly what I, I just want to cuddle for hours. <laughs> that's right. That's it. Yes. So, and I don't want that to, that does not have to lead any other place. We can just true. cuddle. It's true. And that's fine with me. Okay. I love you, honey. So yeah, yeah, so going wider and it could be that just All that. Right. So yes. you can use the you can use the idea from the five love languages. Have the conversation with your spouse, and mm -hmm. you know if it's a hard thing for you to figure out, they have a, a website you can go to. You know whatever, search five love languages, and you yeah. can do a, an online quiz, and that'll punch that out and say here's what your love language is. You can also download an app on your phone, get it on your phone, and there's some ways that you can. We also have emails, right? That they can email us, and uh, we can give some good ideas. Well, we can't tell you what they're love languages no we can't do that but sure if but you, i mean if they know their love language yeah and you're we just are happy lost that's right <laughs> then you can email 
Cassie. I used to call Rob the love doctor, by the way. So. You can email Cassie at sparktoflame.com. Or Rob at sparktoflame.com. And and we'd love to hear from you. If you wanna if you wanna ask for advice for giving a gift, if you know what your partner's love language is and you want to kind of go in this mold and you're looking for ideas, I think there's a great framework because you know, there's a certain pattern of just general you should if that if you know that's their love language, you want to be giving them that kind of affection anyway through the year. But as a gift, these are these are great. Either right. go big with it or go wide with it. And that's going to be something really special. You can still wrap it up in a box yeah. and write it on a card what they're going the to get. The idea is but. that we just want to create a culture that honors that, right? Our gifts don't have to be items that can be purchased, all right? And, and so then one way to kind of manifest that or mm-hmm. keep that going mm-hmm. is then when you make your own wish list, right? Because we're talking about what you can give them. But when you're trying to give them ideas of what they can get for you, mm-hmm. then think through the same thing. Because if you're an acts of service person or a words of affirmation person, then don't write, like, I want this power tool or I want this gift card. Like, then, like, fill those things out and say, what I really want is to go on more dates. Or not do dishes for a week. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, that's, so Mm -hmm. if, if you, if you like these ideas and you want this to be more of the culture of your marriage and your family, then don't just be the things that you give. Make those the things that you want. out there um, where we used to live in Utica, New York. Uh, it was a, a very known program. They had billboards and everything. And that was the idea of like, if you're married and together and having problems, then you feel like you've got two options. Either I just have to deal with all this right, garbage or get a divorce. But they're like, yeah, there's actually a third option. <laughs> but how this thing was set up is they have like 12 or 13 less main lessons that they go through sequentially and it's every other week. And so if you show up, it's actually run kind of like a AA meeting the way that it goes. Um, and so there's people that have been there and done that and they kind of, uh, they share their testimonies. Somebody gets up and they kind of give that lesson. Mm-hmm. And then there's just kind of some time for fellowship, stuff like that. So we went and um, we had some friends that were going and they were like, this is great. You guys would love this. You'd get a lot out of it. So we're like, yeah, let's check it out. And the lesson that we learned, which was probably 15 years yes. ago, yeah. is just something that has stuck in our First heads. First or second year of our marriage. Uh, and it is this. It's just this this idea of like a word that can that can kind of halt things. Mm-hmm. Like if things are getting spiraling out of control. And that's how we it's work. It's a fun word. It's how we work, right? Like is it, it's that... Those uh, those negative reactions, mm-hmm. the the downward spiral right. of, um, and and this is another thing that's kind of illustrated really well in the Egrets books um, on love and respect, right? So, the the husband will do something that's mm-hmm. not loving mm-hmm. towards the wife. Her her natural reaction mm-hmm. is to then respond so. in a way that is disrespectful. Right. So then, when he feels disrespected, he's going to respond in a way that's unloving. Yeah. So this kind of spirals Cycle. out of control. Now it stops usually uh, when somebody does something or says something that is so hurtful that the other person finally just 
breaks down. Breaks they down. They start can't. crying. Mm-hmm. They walk away. They slam a door. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like it can get to the Retreat point where somebody goes too far. Yeah. Essentially, what ends it is when somebody finally chooses to stop fighting back, right. and they just say, "Ouch." So that's your word. Just say, "Ouch." Just say, "Ouch." But, but what we want you to do is not wait until everything spiraled out of control. Right. <laughs> right. Is if if you can kind of teach yourself, train yourself, practice. earlier in the conversation. Right, and get that out there quick. So then as soon as somebody says something that is hurtful to Mm -hmm. you, like, I come home, Cassie's been home all day, and yet dinner's not made. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I say, what's going on? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm starving. Why isn't dinner made? So there's there's the insult (laughs) that starts, right? What we would say is the beginning of an argument. So then... What happens? There's a reaction, and it's usually to be defensive, right, or to throw an insult back, right. or both, right. But instead, what if, in that situation, in that example, I said, "Ouch, that really hurt my feelings." That hurts. That hurts. Yeah, like you don't have to say anything else. That's it. You don't have to say, "Hey, like I've been working around this house. I've been doing a yeah. hundred other nope. things. You don't know what's been going on with the kids." And like, and you don't have to sling back. You don't have to say, "Well, you know, what are you even doing?" Or you could have called and said you were going to be late or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If you just say, "Hey, ouch!" Like that's that kind of hurt. That hurt. Mm-hmm. Then, then what am I going to do? Right. Like, so not not to say that it's perfect because mm-hmm. I could be a jerk and a bully and just be like. And just go deeper That's and right. lay, you know, but typically, and, and these, these are most of the advice that we're going to give and ideas we're going to put out there are for marriages where things are pretty good, right? right. Like you're not in a toxic, abusive situation. So it's and not I, that it's not going to help in those situations, but it's really going to. Yeah. Help. Yeah. So in that situation, if I come through with an insensitive comment right. and just to hear Ouch! Mm-hmm. Like I've got to be really upset for me to keep, keep going. going. <laughs> that. But usually that's that trigger. Like we didn't have to get yelling and screaming and mm-hmm. slamming doors or crying. Mm-hmm. It's just right away we stopped it. That's right. You know. So the last thing that we want you to think about when you are listening to us is ouch. We want you to have wonderful, warm, and fuzzy feelings, mm-hmm. feelings of insight and feelings of inspiration, and we want that to continue with you. So. Uh, we thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you join us in the future. Please, you know, take the time to check things out on Facebook, or Instagram, follow us on social media, and those places. You can also go to www.sparktoflame.us or .com and find the website. 